Do you know that Dream Warriors is the best nightmare? I'm on sorry. Elm do I know that what? Don't sing it. Oh, I just I, I didn't hear what you said. What'd you say? <laughs> that a nightmare. Dream <laughs> Warriors. <laughs> Dream Warriors, I'll shut up. Max, what did you think of Dream Warriors? This was my favorite one. You liked it the most? I think it's everyone's. Yeah, I don't know, it's just a cohesive story, the psych ward, and this is the first one where the deaths start relating to the characters. Yeah. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember... Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, Nightmare on Elm Street 1 through 3. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock the door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, better stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. West Craven and Robert England loaded the 80s with enough nightmare fuel to send a rocket into space. On today's episode of Buzz in the Tower, we join horror film aficionado Caleb as we deep dive into the Elm Street box set. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the fedora to my knife glove, Max Sanders. And with that... Well, 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 welcome to the show. Max, what do you got to say about that? Max? Max? So, Max is not here today, and I'm left with nothing except the sound effects on the soundboard, so I have to use those both to laugh at my own jokes and applaud the good stuff I do. 
But on a quick and serious note, for those of you who only tune into Buzz in the Tower for Max, like his family and Caleb, uh, don't be too stressed or worried. Max is off today because Max's girlfriend, Selena, uh, her grandmother passed away. And I want to take a minute to give a wonderful shout out to Mimi. Some of us are lucky enough when we start dating or marry someone to have just a wonderful, loving family that we're kind of moving into. And Max just loves Mimi. She's fantastic. Uh, They used to talk about Predator. And I remember when he first started telling me about this, his face just lit up. Yeah, I was hanging out with Selena's grandma and she was so excited about the podcast and she knows the movie Predator, Mo. Like, she's not just making it up. Like, she knows the movie and we were talking about it. I know Selena and her family are probably hurting right now and I want to give my heartfelt thoughts out to you and your family and uh, I hope things are going okay and I know Max is with you guys and Max, don't worry. It's only one episode and I promise I won't replace you. All jokes aside, be well and we'll talk to you soon. So I am uh, I'm by myself, which is kind of fitting because this is um, a scary place for me to be. There's nobody here and uh, I'm getting nervous as I look around the room and it's empty and we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, okay. So anyways, Caleb, we have talked about Caleb on the show before. He is one of our early, early on podcast buddies. And Caleb has got a couple podcasts. One is called Horse Soup and the other is called Scream with an exclamation mark. So Horse Soup is a solo gig. Scream with an exclamation mark. He joins Ash and Elena. And both of these podcasts, if you're into horror films, this is your one-stop shop for both of them. So a while back, Caleb reached out to us and wanted to do a show with us. And we talk about 80s horror films and Max is scared of everything. So it's almost impossible to get him to watch scary movies. So we ripped the bandaid off and myself, Max and Caleb rewatched every Nightmare on Elm Street movie in a one and a half week period. So for Max, this was great because I think he finally got over his fear of horror films. For me, it was a, a trip down memory lane because the 80s were just chuck filled with all these types of films, specifically Nightmare on Elm Street. So today's episode is going to be the the episode we did on horse soup and we broke it into two parts. This first part is episodes one through three and then next week's episode will cover the rest of the films. I know you're going to love it. Go visit horse soup. Go visit scream exclamation mark. Give your love to Caleb. Fantastic dude. Even though he's got a bromance going on with Max and I get jealous of it every once in a while and I know you'll love it. Quick housekeeping items. Don't forget to check out on TikTok our buzzing the tower flybys where we are giving out $50 gift cards to 80stees.com our incredible sponsor and other than that I think we're going to hop right into our horse soup debut with Caleb. And uh, again, Max and Selena, Selena's family, hope you're doing well. And for everybody else, enjoy the show. And we're all ready for Buzz in the Tower. Buzz in the Tower, guys. Max and Mo, they're here today. And they're here to... Uh, hi, guys. Hi. I'm so relaxed. I'm so relaxed. Yeah. I, like, my eyes closed. <laughs> my, I was like... My energy just went down I, I was like, can 500%. I get a, can, can I get a recording of this? Because I'm going to listen to this every night before I go to bed. This, this is, so is nice. incredible. You need to get on the Calm app. Oh, man. Can I get a masseuse in here or something? This is great. I'm so glad that you guys are feeling like... Or, 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 or time to nap. Do you guys want to take a nap together? We can take a, a rejuvenating nap right here. Mo, no. Yeah. No, nightmares happening, yeah, no. Max bro. and I, Max and I are contractually <laughs> obligated not to nap with each other. It's actually a part of Buzz in the Tower's fine print. We don't take naps with each Section other Section 2, anymore. Article A. Subsection 1, <laughs> no napping with each other. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. It's standard, standard income. I would suck his thumb. It's weird. Yeah. Super weird. Jesus Christ. I thought that was going to come out innocent. That came out a little weirder. Uh, we're, really excited. we're really excited for the first and only uh, appearance on your show, Caleb. So that's great. That's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, I mean, we kind of ended this before. I'm just kind of writing this out until I never have to talk to you guys again. If, well, you, if you don't sound like my wife and his girlfriend, I don't know who does. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're super pumped. I mean, uh, just before we go any further, huge fans, uh, we love listening to you. That's we, so uh, weird. It's super, I know. Well, I didn't know that you could lull us to sleep too. That's like the extra quiver, uh, bow in your quiver, yeah, bow in your right. quiver. Do I speak English? That's yeah. arrow in your quiver. Come on, arrow in the quiver. Uh, no, I mean, we're super, we're excited to be here. I'm excited in particular because you forced Max to do something that I've been trying to get him to do for six months. Took a shower. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Jesus. Uh, I would never make you do that. Prior to preparing for your show, Max had seen a grand total of two horror films in your entire life. Killer Clowns, does that count as a as a horror movie technically, though? Is it? Yeah, I mean, well, if you ask my grandpa, he'd say no, because I actually covered that with my grandpa. I, I, like, air quotes on covered it with my grandpa, because it was more just like I made him watch it, and it was just my way of getting him to do an episode with me. And he was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, <laughs> no, this is like the greatest movie ever. And he was like... This is a horror movie, so I mean, if you ask him, no. I think if you ask any anyone that likes horror movies, probably yeah, I'd say it's a horror movie. It was so light; it was like a diet coke of horror. You know, it was like a great like intro to horror for me. It's like an empty beer can of horror, exactly. But I've seen The Fly and Scanners; those are the two I've seen before this. Those are, yeah. Uh, wait, the only horror movies you've ever seen were killer clowns from outer space so, 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 soak that up caleb soak it up i see in your eyes it's the lights going on that went on with me yeah the fly and scanners right like yeah. most horror fans that i know haven't even seen the flyer scans i'm assuming uh cronenberg's the fly yeah or yeah big time yeah it's so gross the physical like the physical effects just weird me out that that horrified me for the longest time like the hair coming out of jeff goldblum's back just haunted me i get that and I, 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 you know what? I do get how you've seen The Fly. That mm. went around for a long time. Everyone loved Jeff Goldblum. Still um, love him. I don't get how you saw Scanners and how that's one of the only three horror movies that you've ever seen. Explain that to me. Please explain so that. Scanners was part of our... No, I was 15 was or 16 okay, years on was TV. Got it, got it, got and it. the head exploded and I, my life was changed a little bit. And I was like, well, this isn't for me. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wait, so was that the third horror movie that you watched? Uh, that was the third, yeah. And then, oh. no, no, Killer Clowns I watched like six months ago until I've watched all eight movies that we do today. Is it eight all overall? Is that where we're at? Well, there are technically, there are technically nine in the, in the box set if you count Freddy versus Jason. Does that count? Is that part K of it? Caleb, what do you think? You talk about the whole body of work for Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you, do you count that as part of the box set or does it become the uh, Rocky Five of the kit? I think that if you want to see all of the Nightmare on Elm Street, like Robert England, um, you know, Freddy Krueger movies, then I don't think... Actually, yeah, no, I'm going to say there's eight, and the 2010 one doesn't exist. That's, that's <laughs> more... Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what was your... Uh... Refresh my memory. What was your old host's name that you uh, that you had this bitter uh, battle with? I this is I remember listening to this, but I just can't remember her name off the top of my head. No, oh, stupid. Too soon. Too <laughs> soon. My bad. Too soon. We'll call her Too Soon Magoo. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> her name she's is Voldemort. Yeah, you can't say her name. <laughs> she comes around every once in a while. She did Ghoulies with me a few weeks ago. Nice, nice. Yeah, she's great. We uh, we enjoyed listening to her as well. And I remember listening to this conversation. And I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I have a somewhat different opinion of that particular movie, but I don't want to get thrown off the show early, so I'll keep it to myself for now. 
Well, we can talk about that for a quick second because I do want to talk about how I was introduced to you guys. Uh, Max actually messaged me, and interesting enough, the first episode that he ever listened to was the Nightmare on Elm Street remake episode with uh, my best friend Bree. And oddly enough, that was... We, she already left the show, I think, about 35 episodes before that or something. It just happened that he listened to the one that had her back on again for the first time in, like, however long, like, at least half a year. Yeah, the special 100, right? That was the 100th episode. That was the 100th episode, and I told her, like, we both knew. We were like, okay, like, you have to come on for this one. Yeah, I love that one. It was three hours. It was insane. I don't know how you talk for that long. I was blown away. I was like... They can talk for three hours. It's like, I can't even watch TV for three hours. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> you watch a lot of TV. I used to. Yeah. No yeah, more. No it's more. It's all podcast All stuff. 80s movies. <laughs> all 80s movies all the time. The funniest part is that I think that that recording was like eight hours long. Like, it took us eight hours oh to God. record that. Seriously? Because, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, well, because... Um, the reason why Horse Soup kind of, like, went in the direction it did for a while is because me and Bree... I mean, she's my best friend. We've been best friends forever. We talk so much, like so much. So when mm. we're doing a podcast, we'll be like talking or something, and then maybe one of us will need to go to the bathroom or we'll go out for like a smoke or something like that. And then we leave and we keep talking while we're outside or doing whatever. And then we come back and then talk more or we'll just like start laughing about something ridiculous while we're trying to record and then it just keeps going on we're like okay like we can't put that in we just sat there and we're laughing for five minutes straight like that's not enjoyable for anyone you guys have great rapport i mean you can tell that you're you can tell you're good friends i mean that's it's funny that's probably the feedback that max and i get the most is people say that um it sounds like we've known each other forever and we like each other i i actually can't stand max uh, it is <laughs> when just, we're it done is, i need to leave the studio it, it is yeah. like i like opposite of your situation if i spend more than one minute speaking to him in a given day it, it threatens the sanctity of our relationship it's like when your friend you think you're, you're going to be cool with forever and be best friends with you move in together and then he's eating your ice cream and yeah. then he's you know using your razor and yeah. stuff like that that's P what that's P what i'm peeing doing all, peeing all over the floor yeah. every, every 15 minutes because he has to pee every 15 minutes it's I incredible do. It's a medical condition, <laughs> jerk. I mean, that's 100% me and Bree, too. I mean, we kind of just anger each other, and then we're just like, you're dumb, and then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, like I said, we're we're fired up. I mean, I mean, you've listened to our show. We spend all of our time talking about 80s movies, and we've not dove into horror films at all. And, not in the slightest. And it's, been an, it's been an ongoing conversation with Max because, you know, I'm 42 years old, so my wheelhouse growing up, outside of listening and watching, uh, excuse me, outside of watching 80s movies was I was catching some of these flicks in the theater. You know, I, I, I grew up Did you up catch on, the original? Not the original. I'm not that old, you jerk. Jesus, the original is <laughs> like 81. I was born in 78. 84. It was 84. Yeah. Right? It was 84. The, Great, big, the greatest, greatest movie, movie ever. ever. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I was, my, my parents let me get away with a lot. I yeah. wasn't watching that movie at six years old, but okay. um, I did catch Freddy's dead. And uh, not only did I see that in theater, but with uh, 3d glasses. And it was just, I remember my mind wow. being blown because that was, I mean, at that time kind of everybody had given up on 3d, right? Jaws 3d kind of make everybody puke into their popcorn bucket and everybody was done messing around. I didn't with 3D. Know yeah. And then out of nowhere, yeah. Freddy's dead. The final nightmare pops in with a 3d glasses. And I just was blown away. I think I was like 11 years old and it was incredible. Can you still watch it in 3d? Like, is it, is there a version that you can watch that in 3d? That'd be kind of cool. I think you can watch anything in 3D still if you find the right cut or if you find like if it, I actually didn't know this was the you know what let me check something real quick because I have I have a set right here and I wonder if it comes with sometimes I'll come with no it doesn't have 3D glasses and I don't think it says anything about it being 3D 
Mo, I didn't even know that that was supposed to be 3D. I just assumed that that someone was going off the rails entirely, and I was just like, on the All cinematography, right. like the quick zooming in and zooming out. Yeah. yeah, I just thought someone was having a stroke, and I was just living with that. A lot of these movies kind of play like that—that that someone may have been having a stroke. Yeah, so your expertise, do you like the 80s horror movies? Is that what you like kind of, is that your, what you gravitate towards? Or you're more kind of in the 90s? It seemed like from what I've listened, like Hellraiser is big for you. Oh, I love Hellraiser. And like Planet Terror, that kind of stuff. Like I, what's your kind of wheelhouse? Like explain to me a little bit more about horror, like and kind of how Freddy is a part of it. And is he a part, big part of kind of how you view horror? Sorry, that's kind of a thousand person part question, but also tell me what you're made of as a human being and what your goals are for the rest of your life. Go. So to answer parts of your questions, um, my favorite decade of horror is definitely the 80s. And that is actually kind of why I was very interested in your podcast when you guys read. Well, you know what? Not only that, when you guys reached out in the first place, I was also interested because most of the time people that have a podcast that are in another genre usually don't reach out to me or say anything to me you know like it's just kind of a different world even where if, if we're both doing film podcasts if it's not horror or true crime or something in that genre we kind of just don't cross paths as much like i feel like i listen to those podcasts more than i listen to horror podcasts and whatnot like in the beginning uh, when i first started doing podcasting pretty much all i listened to was uh horror movie podcasts and now i've kind of steered off because i don't want to you know sound like other podcasts too much so mm-hmm. i pretty much only listen yeah. to uh like comedy podcast now i don't really listen to true crime or horror whatsoever anymore um but when you guys reached out i was like okay this is interesting and not only were you guys doing movies you're specifically doing 80s movies and primarily i do love anything i've seen from the 80s but i will say that uh if you guys start throwing out a bunch of like moderately big 80s actors names like not like huge ones but moderately big ones yeah. It would just be too obscure for me, and I would fall off completely because I haven't watched a lot of just movies from the 80s in general. Like, I've seen a fair share, and depending on the director and depending on, you know, what it is, I've seen them. But mainly just horror movies. But back, rapid background, 80s horror movies are my favorite. Let me let me get, see if I can get a baseline for you for, like, how you know 80s celebrities, Man, though. Max is I'm just curious. a greedy little so, pig. He's got 3,000. <laughs> go, please. Okay. No, I thought of a good. I no, it's okay. We're back from our commercial break with uh, Max Sanders' uh, actor studio live. Go ahead. I don't know. You calm me down like a therapist. No, I you're ask good. You're doing great. Ask yeah. him. Go ahead, Caleb. 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 Please, please. It's your show. Stop, <laughs> Caleb. It's your show. But don't talk until Max asks you a question. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Judd Nelson. Do you know Judd Nelson? Uh, I know his name. Don't know him. Cool. So that's the baseline. Yeah. Now I know. I because I want to go. I want to weave in and out of eighty stuff. And I know Judd Nelson's the crossover line point. Cool. Yeah. I know who Judd Nelson is. I've probably even seen him in a few roles, but I couldn't name you a, a, a single thing. Let me look him up real quick. I couldn't name a single thing he's in. Breakfast Club. Here's the thing. I've never seen the breast the Breakfast Club. Oh, interesting. Oh. He's got great nostrils. You can fit quarters in there. God, it's so weird. What? He does. You just have this weird thing about like physical abnormalities, physical, physical attributes of actors and actresses. Like we'll be talking about somebody like, oh, MG, did you know that guy's six foot one and three quarters inches? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that weird? And his, and his sixth toe is just gorgeous. Did you ever see his sixth toe? I'm like, no, Max, I didn't know he had six toes. Back me up. His nostrils are great. They're Max, unique. I'm not backing you up on a nasty. No, I'm talking about Caleb. <laughs> I'm not going to say great. I'll He's say that. He's not going exist. to either. 
could fit silver dollars in there. Oh, I'm man. going through his IMDb right now, and um, I don't think I recognize a single movie that he's been in. Which one? Uh, it's a TV movie, it looks like. It says Nas- National Lampoon's TV, the movie. Oh. I don't remember it, it like explicitly well, but I do remember seeing it. I've seen pretty much every National Lampoon. Is it one writer, or is it just like a bunch of people? No, the people are in and out of that. It's a magazine, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I should probably know that. It's, you know, it's not like we do an 80s podcast. It's all right. You know, it's totally cool. Uh, So if I can ask a question, is that okay with you, Max? I just didn't want to step on any of your questions. (laughs) Just let me make sure. So, Caleb, uh, what I'm curious about, 80s being your sweet spot. Everybody knows the, the big hit 80s horror films, right? You know, you talk about Freddy, you talk about Jason, Mike Myers, et cetera. Summer camp. Yeah. Who, who's your kind of, uh, I don't want to say B movie cause that's not even the right way of saying it, but like your almost your favorite cult, uh, eighties horror film, like a horror film that if you put it out there, most people wouldn't even know what the heck it is. I don't know. I can't say that no one would know about it. At least like people listening because I talk about it all the time or like at least fairly often I've covered it on another show of mine, but, uh, brain damage. It is about a tiny little phallic space creature. It's the strangest thing you'll ever see in the world. It's the greatest thing you'll ever see. Your elevator pitch put me in right away. <laughs> phallic space creature, craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. Talking like aliens chest explode kind of thing. Like that kind of phallic, but like at, for longer periods of time. A little bit. It's, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into details, but uh, yeah. it has some stuff going on. It's a Frank Hennenlauter. Um, he's also the one that made um, Frankenhooker and Basket Case and things like that. Frankenhooker is the best name I've ever <laughs> yeah, heard. I was going to say, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. How that's not the name of a band or... It's it, got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah that's, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, that's great. All of his movies are just some of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life, and Brain Damage being one of them. Another uh, big director that I love, uh, Larry Cohen, who made um, uh, a movie that I just covered, actually, just uh, like a couple weeks ago or one week. I don't know exactly when I'm putting this out, but um, just recently I covered Larry Cohen's It's Alive, and he also made a movie called uh, The Stuff in the 80s. I love The Stuff. So good. I I serious? watched a few clips of it. I watched a few clips of it to make on TikTok. Oh, so you have seen things. I was like, you're coming from the guy who's seen I three up, horror I do, movies. I did the same thing. So, that's, I did the same thing you did. I'm like, when the hell does he see that? He's like, only seen three, and then you pull this obscure movie I've never heard of. He's like, oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's like, I love it. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have to produce six TikToks a day. These are like seven second movie clip ones. So I'll take movies I haven't seen and scan through it, and I kind of get the gist. Did you say you have to produce six TikToks? I, 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 I was about to say the same thing. I love how he phrases it like I've put him in some type of like internment camp, and I'm like, mush, give me my TikToks. I know. I feel. Like, like someone's forcing you to do this. Like, do you need help? It's Jewish neuroticism. Do I don't need, know. It's, I love it's, it. Do you need help? It's me whipping myself. Do you need help? That really got me. Oh, you know what? There, there is another movie that I actually, um, I think I told you to watch it as well, Max. But Fright Night from 1985. Not only do I think it's one of the best horror movies of all time, but it's definitely the best vampire movie of all time, and one of the only ones. What, what I've realized, one of the only ones that I like because I thought I liked vampire movies, but it turns out I, I don't. Really? Um, I started a vampire show a while ago with my buddy James, uh-huh. and we watched about like you know thirty in a row, just week after week after week, and it almost ended our friendship. 
What about Lost Boys? Didn't do anything for you? That is the worst movie I've ever seen in my oh, life. Speaking speaking of 80s, oh, speaking man. of 80s, yeah. put me through anything. Just don't put me through Lost Boys again. Oh, man. Michael. No, I want to ask you something. <laughs> this is something, and James... My partner on I'll Suck Your Blood, uh, we relaunched it recently. It's become a part of Horror Soup, so it's like a little mini-series that we do in it. We've only done two episodes so far, the first one being Lost Boys, and we didn't do Lost Boys for the longest time because we were like, okay, well, it's supposedly a really good one. Well, he'd seen it, and he was like, yeah, it's a really good one. We'll watch it, like, eventually. We're just trying to find other stuff. So we were like, we're, re- we're relaunching. We didn't like any of the vampire movies we watched, so I was like, you know what? Let's just watch Lost Boys. It's supposed to be really good. Maybe I'll have fun. Maybe I'll like vampire movies again. Right. Start watching it. It's the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life and then I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, so when is this getting good? And the whole time I was like, no, this is gonna get good because this is everyone's favorite vampire movie. So this is gonna get good. It, it never... Wh- when? What happened? To, what ha- What was good? In total fairness... I'm not I'm not gonna make the case it's my favorite vampires movie. I like it. I like Lost Boys. My favorite vampire movie might be Blade, to be honest with you. Like I, I I'm a huge fan of Is it Corey Feldman? Because he was so annoying. But <laughs> you, 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 so, <laughs> so I'm like, so, I'm like ah, g- g- g. Dude, they All told right. him to dress like Rambo and he was speaking like Rocky the entire movie. Like what is who gave him those instructions? Ah, uh, clearly a genius. Yeah, that sounds like a winner to me. Yeah, come on, come on. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Not when it's Corey Feldman. Not when it is not when it is like a thirteen year old boy strung out on cocaine going, Hey guys, we gotta go get that vampire over there. Feldman or so I assume you're more of a Haim as opposed to Feldman fan? I mean yeah. I'm getting the vibe he's in either. Why 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 is Corey Feldman popular? Like and you know what? Uh, have you ever seen him dance like Michael Jackson? Come on, that's 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 your answer. That was really there. sad. Dream a little dream. <laughs> have you seen anything that he's doing now? No, well, no, that's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you on that. He is uh, after 1990. He yeah, doesn't exist. No, he doesn't exist. We 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 actually don't recognize him. He's you know he's out there. Whatever. Yeah, he looks like a melted candle. Uh, he did you watch he that does. thing uh, the the right. the Soleil Moonfry documentary that just yes. came out? It was uh, it was actually pretty cool. I think it's called something '90s. So Soleil Moonfry, when she was you know rising to her popularity, it's Brewster, right? Yep, she would always take a camcorder around with her everywhere, and she videotaped everything that was going on. So it's these um, it's these incredible like interviews with you know Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell like all these people were hanging out with each other um Feldman was a part of it too so the this is totally sidetracking but i found it to be the most fascinating part these voicemails where it's like Hey, Soleil, it's Charles. I uh, hope you're doing well. It was uh, Charlie cool. Sheen. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was like 40 <laughs> when he was calling her. Oh, oh that's man. not good. No, not good at all. Good, yeah. old, good old Charles. <laughs> Charles Sheen. Speaking of Zach Morris, have you listened to his podcast, Zach to the Future? No. I, I, I need to get on that immediately. I've heard it's good. What do you think Zach to the Future is about? Him recalling back uh, Saved by the Bell episodes, like piece by piece. Yeah, what did you start saying for a second? Back to the Future? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it called Zack to the Future? Oh, yeah. It's, it's catchy. No, yeah. but if you really think about it, that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> you would think it'd be him talking about the future. The well, artwork, you're not making soup. 
is Zach Morris and the dude who makes Zach Morris's trash. I can't remember either of their real names right now. Someone's going to rail me for that, but whatever. Oh, they're, they're together on that? Those Zach Morris's trash things are hilarious. Have you seen those? I agree with you that on that completely. When I heard the podcast yeah. was coming out, I was excited for that reason because those are awesome. I'd never heard them collaborate with each other, but I was like, okay, this is going to be cool because those are funny. Um, the artwork is both of them standing next to a DeLorean. Sure. I don't know why. It's all about Saved by the Bell. And then the recaps, <laughs> It it's so weird because, okay, do you guys know Zach Morris's real name? Uh, I can never remember God, it. Okay, the it's minute fine. you say it, I'm going to know It's it. like I three can... names, right? It's Mark something something, Anders something yeah, Anderson. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm look Mark Paul Gosler. There it is. Mark there Paul we go. Gosler. There yeah. we go. So anyway, he doesn't really, like, I'm not trying to hate on it. But I feel like he doesn't really say anything about like anything that's going on, and the podcast is just kind of, it's just kind of sad. And I was really excited for it because I was like, okay, Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris, Zach Morris is trash. This is gonna be great. <laughs> and then right when it popped out, I was like, oh, this isn't that good. And I was like, is it just me though? Like, is it just me? And then I looked and it had like a three star on iTunes. I was like, oh, it's not just me. <laughs> that's a bummer. That's a bummer. That's that kind of. It's interesting to me. Um, it's. I, you know, again, kind of credit to you, Caleb, because I think we we've, we follow the pod charts a lot because we're trying to kind of measure how we're doing. And you pop up as a very popular podcast. I didn't and even I think know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, check chartable. Check you're, chartable. Yeah, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna get addicted. You'll be really. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> they send me emails and I kind of just ignore them. No, yeah. you're. I mean, but I mean, and again, it's That's why you're cool. There's yeah, right. <laughs> not like Max and I. Like every morning, four a.m., we set our alarm and look at it. But no, no, no. That used to be me. Trust me. That used to be me. And now I'm just like, all right. I don't know. After seeing myself fall off on charts enough, I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. It well, hurts. but the 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 thing that is impressive, I think, about what you've done and what a lot of creators have done, and it almost gives me a little bit of resentment towards. Mark Paul Gosler, if I'm saying his name right, and I keep on whatever. whatever. Say it wrong, make him annoyed. Say it wrong, right? All these celebrities, like it's John Paul Gaultier. Like uh, okay, like <laughs> you can't just be a celebrity and pick up a guitar and decide to start a band. Like you have to at least know how to play it. Some of them, like I think um, Kevin Bacon's in a band. I think it's pretty good. He's a good musician, but for the most part, it's not just something that happens by default. But if you put a microphone in front of a celebrity, there's at least a few hundred thousand fans that are going to tune in to listen to it. That is frustrating. And and, and usually it's short lived, but it's just so funny because there's really some amazing content out there. You know, we found you, we found a few other podcasts where I'm blown away by how good the content is. And it, you would I never hate it. Know. I love it. I you, hate it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's yeah. another great one. Yeah. And you just yeah. never know because nobody who's a part of that podcast has a famous last name. Yeah. Mm. So it's grassroots guerrilla marketing. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I talked to 200 yeah. random people a day. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> And look, that's how I met you. That was fantastic. Yeah, you're one of my firsts. And I am glad that you came around. And I also agree with you completely, Mo. I mean, it, it sucks because that's kind of just how the podcast market is. Like, that's why when a lot of people, like, ask me for advice or whatnot and, like, getting into podcasts, and I'm like, dude, you're just going to have to, like, grind and, like, you know, don't worry about other stuff. Like, you're just going to have to grind yeah. and, like, do it and, like, you know, be passionate about it and actually like it. Because otherwise, if you don't, you're going to fall out really fast because there's so many people out there. And, like, the literally the only ones that pop up are the ones with like famous names attached like even right. even having big names attached usually doesn't do anything i mean like right. when i first launched scream with um you know ash and elena 
Um, there were other podcasts on the new and noteworthy and whatnot. You know, I'm sure you've seen that on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a new and no- noteworthy, and like I saw some things that were like, you know, people had like 35, like 40 to 50 like iTunes reviews within like you know the first week or two of coming out, and they were on the new and noteworthy. So I was like, okay, cool. And they were like, you know, just five stars or something or pretty good reviews. And I was like, I think we could probably do that. And then we had like. 150 or something you know within like the first week and i'm like okay so we're gonna pop on new and noteworthy and never popped up and then when i go through all of those things some of them aren't even new some of them aren't even that popular some of them have terrible uh ratings but the thing in common with every single one of them is that there is an actual like usually a-list celebrity attached to them right Mm -hmm. right and i think i and I think you said like the one when you were kind of listing off the things that are important, we get people that reach out to us all the time and they're asking similar questions, you know, like, what do you recommend? And I have to say, and as much as I give Max a hard time, the reason that this has been great for us is that every Sunday when we go to record, like I wake up and I'm excited. Like we love yeah. doing this above and beyond everything else. And so for me, if it ever became more than it is right now, that's icing on the cake. The cake itself is we get to hang out every Sunday and talk about 80s movies, yeah, which is a exactly. blast. Like we talked 30 minutes beforehand with you. It was just fun. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, should we push record? It's like, yeah, okay, let's do <laughs> fine. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, that's how it went for, like, me and Bree in the beginning. I mean, we just started out. We are just like, dude, let's just do this because it seems like a fun thing to do. We already talk about horror movies, like, for hours and hours on end as it is. We already scream at each other, and we were like... There was a few people that were like, hey, what you're doing right now sounds like a podcast. And then, like, we were already kind of thinking about, like, doing one, too. Or I was already thinking about doing one. I was like, yeah, we should just do it because it's the same thing we're doing right now just with a microphone. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, now it's become pretty much, like... I make more than my part-time job on it now. Like, I still have to work my part-time job. I'm not, like, you know, like, quitting or doing anything. But, I mean, it's awesome because I get to just you know, talk about things that I lo- I get to watch horror movies and then talk about them. Now, when I heard you say, like, I need to get through my Patreon movie picks that people have picked for me, I was like, that is a good life. <laughs> He's like, I have to get through all these movies. I'm like, hmm, that's, that's what Ma- I want to get there. That's what, Ma- <laughs> that's what Max and I, we, we just got a, we just started a sponsorship relationship with 80stees.com. And it's the oh, same yeah. thing. Like, it's, it's Max and I spending an hour and a half on a computer picking out the shirts that we want them to send us as a promotion for us to show on the show. And, and is there anything more fun than picking out 25 you know 80s movies themed t-shirts it was a total blast 35 35. thank you thank you no no i'm saying 35 would be more fun than 25 yeah that's true (laughs) don't step on my job neither one of you got it i didn't get it (laughs) i didn't get it at all 35 is a weird number i guess i still don't get it yeah i'm saying pick out more shirts would be more fun i don't know what you're talking about you said 25 shirts i did say 25 shirts okay can can you can you can you edit this part out (laughs) max gets out of control sometimes i'm sorry i apologize why don't you we'll get, let's get into Nightmare on Elm Street, Max. You're, yeah, let's you're, do you're, it. Let's get the talk. That's all you care about. Ask. I'm sure you got a hundred questions to pepper Caleb with. Go ahead. I do just have to say one thing, Max. The reason why getting through Patreon picks was terrible yeah. is because mm-hmm. my fans hate me. Oh, my fans they do. hate me, and they specifically pick things that they know That's I amazing. would never want to watch any day of my <laughs> life. Like they pick things that. <laughs> You mean, you mean like Lost Boys? Like after this, you're, you're after this episode, it's gonna be Lost Boys. It's gonna be like a hundred requests to watch Lost Boys. What was the worst one? Shout them out. What was the worst one? Well, the first time I ever started doing Patreon picks, and this was like way back in the day when they were still like you know like fifteen dollars. When I was like you know, I mean, I'm still small now, but I was way smaller then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, my one of my good friends, and this was actually like this wasn't even just like you know a fan that I've 
never met. This was one of my friends, but he That's heard awesome. about it, and he knew that I hate zombie movies. So he immediately <laughs> did two months, and he was like, all right, do World War Z and Train to Busan. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> I think he actually picked something before that, too. I think he might have done three, actually. Aren't friends the best? <laughs> and then after that, I just get stupid stuff. Like, uh, Kim, my buddy Kim... Shout out, Kim. I hate you more than anything. You're the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> Kim made me cover this movie called Cry Wolf. I know you've never okay. seen it, Max, but Mo, have you seen it or heard of it? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh. Yeah, because no one talks about it, because no one cares about it, because it's the worst movie ever. I think, if I remember right, Bon Jovi was in that one. I think that was the oh Bon Jovi movie she showed me, and it was like, she was mad at me. Because she was like, dude, you didn't mention Bon Jovi. And I was like, yeah, I know you picked that because you wanted me to mention Bon Jovi. So why was I going to talk about that? That was the worst part of that movie. And there was so much wrong with it. It's a werewolf movie? I don't even know. Okay. No, not at all. You know what? Yeah. It's too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Too it's, soon. It's not even <laughs> close to being a werewolf movie. It has nothing to do with werewolves. Or crying. Oh. <laughs> it's. I'll tell you. It's. It sounds great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to checking it out. It sounds incredible. Is it an '80s movie? I hope it's an '80s movie. It's like 2005 or something. No, no. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'll still check it out. Yeah. D don't. Just don't. <laughs> I'm gonna do it just to spite you. I'm gonna take a picture of me watching it. I'm gonna no, live stream. We're both definitely joining your Patreon after this. We're yeah, gonna load you up yeah, with a bunch seriously, of crap. Yeah. <laughs> please, please stay away from my Patreon. I don't. I don't. You know what? I don't need your money at this point. <laughs> I don't, I don't, well, you know what? I need it, but I don't want it. No, <laughs> that's what it is. We understand. <laughs> okay. Look, so. look you're going to be a Frankenhooker, and you're going to take our money, and you're going to do what we tell you to do. I've already done it, so I just tell you no. Yeah. Perfect. You think Perfect. I have? You really think I haven't done Frankenhooker? That was like the. Please, Mo. That was like the like the thirteenth or like four. I don't know what episode it was, but that was an early one. That's awesome. I need to check that out. Like now, yeah. The name alone, I was, I was sold. Yeah. I was sold when I heard the name. Well, now I'm into horror movies. These are these eight were awesome. I ripped through them in two days. Like so much fun. I don't think I had had more fun watching that many movies in a row. No nightmares, no nothing. It was just fantastic. Max turned me on to one of my favorite shows, Rick and Morty, and it's funny because there's uh, an episode that is essentially a spoof of. Scary Terry. Freddy Scary, Scary Terry. I can't yeah. remember his name. So the fact that, yeah, so the fact that you watch that entire episode and prior to ever having seen any Nightmare on Elm Streets, you have to now be laughing so hard at the, at the satire of Freddy Krueger, right? Well, culturally, I knew what was going on. Right. But I mean, there's nuance to like the yeah, joke yeah. that you would pick up on now. That they more. could just hide that he yeah. actually could, couldn't yeah. find them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And just his <laughs> ending line to every single sentence. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. sure you yeah. Yeah. That, which right? like, you think it's gratuitous, but then you watch these movies. You're like, no, it's pretty much how many times he That's says exactly it. That's yeah. exactly what Robert England did over and over and over and over again. Well, I was so surprised he's not in the movie very much in the beginning ones in the first movie he's in seven minutes total which blew my mind yeah like i thought this was gonna be a movie where slash gore grime no. disgusting it's not it's really kind of just a psychological thriller with like this paranormal 10 percent well you have you, you have to remember too and, and you know spielberg credit to him on a little bit of this but you know the the idea of the hide right like not bringing the monster out like you look at jaws right you don't even see the full shark until what you're halfway through the movie and oh it takes a long time right yeah. so like from a from a cinematography standpoint that's something that was copied quite a bit in early horror films what's what i love about the nightmare on elm street uh you know set is that they unapologetically 
commercialize and go over the top with every like every every single one from like all as you're moving up just gets more and more ridiculous like it, it's got a sense of humor about itself it, it's it's just it's charming that way it's kind of like rambo like the first yes. one's a real movie That's and actually then, really then it amps up and gets yes. insane yes yeah because the first one is really good it's got like the synth music the stairs that are melting yeah and like even the way glenn dies you know johnny depp that he gets sucked in and then the blood smoothie and then you don't see anything else. Like it's really kind of artsy. When uh, uh, Caleb, what's the girl's name? Because I'm this is where I'm going to be brutal and not can remember things. Um, but the one where she's up on the ceiling and she's basically uh, getting like filleted up on the ceiling with the blood everywhere. Tina. Tina, is that right? Yeah, Tina. Okay, I think so. Yeah. Like even even that. Like when you watch that at the time, I and mean, that was that was fantastic. Those special effects were incredible, you know? Like, it was it was the dancing on the ceiling, freaking breaking, <laughs> breaking, breaking two. Okay. Like, I was like, thinking breaking two, yeah, not yeah. Fred Astaire. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and speaking of that, I have to say something. Um, parallel to that, remember in the remake where they tried to do that, and it's just... Yes. Uh, here we go. So, here so, we go. So, 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 you, you like the remake. I want to qualify this. It's not that I... I I'm like the the easiest person to please. I like all movies. It's very rare. With the exception of Coming to America 2, Howard I have never, and Howard the Duck, and Over the Top. Those are like the only three movies I don't like in the world. I don't love- You want to just talk about Coming to America 2 because I'm angry? No. No. No, you that's you want so like I know your thing is being angry and mine's being Johnny Sunshine. You want to get you and I both in the pit of despair? Talk about Coming to America 2. Like I, it makes my teeth hurt to talk did about it. Did you even it. finish it? Yeah. Oh, you did? I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Oh, I, I finished it so that when I put my lawsuit together for the time I wasted on it and I go after Eddie Murphy. I mean, it was unreal. It was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, ever. I watched it with like a group of like three people because we were like, we saw it going by and we were like, or like where we were looking for a movie and we're like, okay, so that's already out. Let's check it out. And just immediately I was like, this is not going well. And they're like, oh, it's, it's all right. It'll get better a little bit. And like they, no one was laughing at all. And they were trying to kind of like, you know, push it off for a second. Like, oh, it might be all right. And then after like, 20 30, no no after like 40 minutes like after 30 minutes they were over it after 40 minutes we just all decide like yeah no we're not watching this anymore the biggest indictment that i can put on that movie is that every single person in the world was pulling for it to be a success like who didn't want that movie to be good you yeah. get all of the memory stoked the nostalgia they bring all the characters back it just was that bad it was that bad that despite wanting it to be good, couldn't make it. Were, so, they, were they trying to be the same movie? It's not even Max. It was oh, so. Max. It was. It was a combination of no, no creativity, no, no character development. Like the acting was bad. It's everything that you could do to make a movie bad. That's what the movie did. No character development, and most of the characters are already developed. Right. Right. <laughs> and they were stuck in time. That's a great point. And they were stuck in time. And so like that's so now bringing this to the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I, I don't think it was great, but I, I, I enjoyed it because I the guy who played Freddy, who's in Watchmen, he played Jackie uh, Earl. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him. Like I, I he, you know, it was it's when you have an iconic character, right? When you have Robert England, it's really hard to replace that. They could have done things a hundred times better. I agree with you in the sense that it certainly didn't blow my socks off. But I enjoyed watching it. You know, I I could sit through it. I mean, I could barely sit through Coming to America too. That movie, I it wouldn't kill me to watch it again. It was so serious. Do you know what I mean? Like Freddie is fun. Like, was there any line that he had that was entertaining whatsoever? Well, it was a different Freddy. That's the thing. It was just a different Freddy. It was yeah. Rorschach in a in a Nightmare <laughs> yeah, on Elm Street movie. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> I'm not going to win this argument. No, it was. No, I just want you to tell. I just, I, I want to, I genuinely want to ask you. 
was that not Rorschach? It was. You're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that's, you're right. That's something I need I, to know before I move on with this conversation. I think for me, it just brought back a part of my childhood that I missed and that I enjoyed, and I was excited to watch it. And I yeah. lived with the fact that it wasn't that great because I was like, "Oh, cool," you know, like almost like those Alien vs. Predator movies, which are total hot garbage. But like, I kind of like those. Oh God. You know, I can agree with you on some parts of that because. Yeah, the Alien vs. Predator movies, they're not good, but I kind of like them. The Like, Freddy vs. Jason, not the best. I, I like it also. I liked Freddy vs. Jason. I thought that was I good. I haven't seen it. I kind of oh, love it. You, you'll like it. Yeah. You'll like it. But see, like, Will so I get it? Do I need to know what Jason's about? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's, he's kind of yeah. monosyllabic. Does he talk even? No. That that movie doesn't even really know what Jason are, is about. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> he's he's an outdoorsy guy. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a hiker, a camper. I dress like him for, as Halloween. I take you to Crystal, I take you to Crystal Lake. Show you yeah. around. You'd, yeah. you'd, you'd like it. It'd be fine. <laughs> okay, well, back to the the remake. And I know we're bouncing <laughs> yeah. around. Um, no, let's do it. It it starts off. It starts off really good. Actually, the first kill is really the good. The dream sequence, the stab. Yeah, it starts off so yeah, the like the the throat slitting and whatnot. Like that. That's yeah. a really good kill. Hmm. And then from there, you just think it goes down. I mean, well, I, I got quiet because that was the end of my statement. <laughs> 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 oh, Freddie so seemed good. too crispy, too. He They put him in the oven for an extra five minutes. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like how he looked. When they got close to him and, like, you can visibly see the CGI on his face, like his little yeah. skin, like, moving around, I was like, what is the point of CGIing his face? And I laughed at the last kill when they took the mom out through the window. I started laughing. It's, it was it, like, I was like, this is a joke. It was kind of a shout out to the original, but just done so terribly. Right. Yeah. Well, when you dive in and out of doing like shot for shot stuff from the classic and then you mess with it, it kind of like jars my brain. So, so you think either do it all or do none of either, it? Yeah. Either go um, Vince Vaughn yeah, yeah. psycho or don't. Fun fact, too. Do you know the woman that knitted the sweater from the original movie knitted the sweater for this movie, too? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who I cares? Care. I care very much. <laughs> Her name's Judy Graham. <laughs> shout out, Judy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, no, yeah, shout out, Judy. But who cares about the rest of that? I, I'm sure she's cool, but I don't... <laughs> I want no facts about this. I love that stuff. Well, he, he loves facts, just not about this movie because he hates this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I felt proud of myself that I laughed at the end and it, was, it wasn't scary at all to me. Well, I like, I like the adrenaline shot, though. That's the one thing. When they put the adrenaline shot in her chest, I was like, that's new. That's fun. A little Pulp Fiction-y? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they yeah. modernized how to like, stay up, you know? Okay, just don't even mention, don't mention anything Tarantino or we're going to go somewhere else. Just don't. All There's right. certain things we can't mention because there's going to be right. a nine-hour episode. Well, I hope none of you have a nightmare about us not having a sponsor break. Oh, thanks. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. So let's get right into it and have a little break for our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, sure. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. 
And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wolford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. Great stuff. And with that, back into the episode. You say you can't talk for three hours, but you guys do realize that we haven't even really talked about a movie yet and we're almost an hour in. <laughs> so what you're saying is let's start with A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Let's start. Yeah, let's go back. Let's start with we, one. We had, we, had a, we had a cathartic session. You yeah. flushed the sin from our body. We're not talking about the remake. We can go back to the original. Well, normally I get geared up in the beginning. You calmed us down. We, we were did. like, we were like yeah, tranquil yeah, your, your meditation thing. Yeah. I was like, I got, I'm good. I'm feeling great. Let's, yeah. let's just talk and dance. This I'm going to call you at 3 a.m. be like, I can't sleep. He will call you at 3 a.m. Just don't answer. Put your put your phone on snooze. I'll answer. I'm probably up most of the time. So anyway, I don't really, Mo, I don't want us to talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street that much because really it's, there's a reason I don't do a lot of mainstream movies on this show because I'm mm -hmm. like every horror movie podcast is talking about them. I really don't care. I've probably mm -hmm. talked about them with other people a bunch of times. You've heard the conversations, but I do want to hear is... Max aside, as someone as what was that your fourth horror movie you've ever watched in your life? Yep, that was. I watched it at nine in the morning last Wednesday. Okay. On my little. So hold on, let me back up. Let me try to get frame of my frame of mind. So I watched it when it was light out. So I was <laughs> I wasn't scared. So that was nice. And I was kind of blown away that it was more terrifying that the parents wouldn't listen to the kids. That it's going to sleep is like the freaky part of it all. Like it wasn't gore guts jump scares or anything like that. It was more kind of just a fun movie for 90% of it with these kind of fun, practical effects. So I had a really good time watching it. So I was kind of like, I was like, oh, this is what this is about. And I was kind of excited about horror movies. So is this what a standard horror movie kind of is? Did this revolutionize things and start a new way of horror movies being created? Or like, is this a unique horror movie or am I seeing this differently than everything else? Did it, I wouldn't say that Nightmare on Elm Street revolutionized horror because I feel like it was already kind of like horror movies already had a lot of the same elements that Nightmare on Elm Street had way before it came out. But mm -hmm. it is, I mean, it's an iconic series just because of the character and what it built. Like, it's definitely like up there with, you know, I mean, Jason and Hellraiser and Leatherface and all those other ones. But for very different reasons, I would say that Nightmare is one of the more interesting not or not even just one of the more interesting but one of the one of the stranger uh, versions of all of these series because and especially going back through it and watching them all in a row because I've seen them I've seen all of them a bunch of times but this is actually the first time I've watched them all in a row within mm -hmm. like 2 days or like 3 days or whatever um and what I've noticed about the entire series is that it's really fairly heavy on body horror after the first couple ones which I think is very 
very different in terms of all of these uh, stereotypical st series and classic series, iconic series, whatever you'd want to call it, cult classics. But like Jason doesn't really have any body horror. Halloween doesn't have it. Hellraiser is more just like just straight gore and like mm. more just weird, like gross looking practicals. I, wouldn't, I don't even know if I would call a lot of it body horror. But a lot of this has like that stretching, that weird right. like you know morphing together and like the long arms. That's terrifying. Yeah, the, t yeah. the tongue. There's a lot of tongue going on. Yeah, he, yeah. And I He's will say, uh, yeah, like to answer your question, that is in a lot of horror movies, but maybe not like all the ones you're gonna watch. Like I could tell you a lot of my favorite horror movies, which are similar to this, because I do really like body horror and just weird. I just like I like gross looking things like Cronenberg kind of stuff. I feel yeah. like these are kind of like in the Cronenberg world of all of the main ones. I, it's interesting. Additionally, to I mean to your point about kind of getting Max's reaction versus ours, I I just wonder how much I, I wonder how much you're desensitized to being scared by it because of what you've already lived through and how things have changed. As oh, far my as life like, is just awful. Not your specific life, oh. although it is awful. But um, <laughs> in general, like. The, when I was watching these movies when I was a kid, there wasn't a constant stream of violence and, and like I almost have become more desensitized to it because that stuff was terrifying when I was younger. I mean, I, I that that I remember every Halloween, someone's older brother had a copy of it when I was nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. When we were watching those and it was as campy as it is now. It yeah. didn't feel that way back then. And I wonder how much of that is because of our age or how much of that is because now you watch a horror film and I, I, it, I can get a gag reflex going on some of the stuff that's out nowadays, you know, like what would they call it? Like horror porn or whatever, like the gore porn. porn. Yeah. I mean that some of that stuff is just incredible. I mean, I, I yeah, like I, hostile stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like yeah. centipede. Is that what it's called? The, the human centipede. The human right? centipede. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. I can't, I can't handle. I can't watch that. I just stuff. know the South Park. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I get, see all, even that stuff. It's so funny hearing you guys say that because I'm desensitized in a different way. The only movie that's ever really made me gag is um, a Serbian film. And that is just absolutely disgusting. Just the grossest thing in the world. Mm. Um, but there's like, I, 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 there is something to it. I don't know exactly what the line is, but I mean, I'm as as it stands for me, I'm pretty desensitized to like everything. Like none of them really get to me, and none of them make me feel weird. I can watch all of them like as I'm falling asleep. I actually prefer to watch them when I'm going to sleep. Yeah, it's good music too. Like the music's kind of calming. It's got that '80s synth vibe to it. I just really dug it. Dream Warrior. <laughs> no, that's a third one. Yeah. I skipped to the third yeah. one, but you said song, and I had to do it. Come no. on, a little deco. <laughs> <laughs> no deco here. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb, it's only gonna happen twice. That was the first one. You get the second in a few. <laughs> the nursery oh. rhyme freaked me out too. By the way, big time. With the kids skipping and the Freddy rhyme. One, yeah. That, two, Freddy's yeah, there it is. Coming coming for you. <laughs> Three, four, better lock your door. Five, oh my god. And now I'm gonna take Max down to hell. <laughs> Nine Florier Dream Warrior. You know what? <laughs> You kind of sounded yeah. like Master Shake right there, so I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll take it. I like it now. I like it oh, now. Do good. it more. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you know that's, that nursery rhyme wasn't in the script? No. It, it was Heather Largenkamp who played Nancy. It was her boyfriend. He just made it on set. What a weird boyfriend. Just yeah. hanging out on set. <laughs> He's like, just like, huh. <laughs> He's like, you're doing a great job, honey. Unrelated. One, two. <laughs> 
You say it's so weird, but honestly, if I was like dating an actress, that's exactly what I would be doing on set. I'd be like, yeah, I got Trying a jingle to for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. And also, Heather is just the greatest thing in the world. The best, really, I think, the best part about One, I'm glad she comes around. Let's go ahead and move off of One, though, because like I said, everyone's heard about it, if, unless we're, we're like diving deep and talking about all the really artsy stuff and beautiful things, then everyone just wants to hear about Johnny Depp exploding, and we already right. briefly <laughs> mentioned it, so it's fine. We, we did, can move yeah, on. yeah. Let's do it. Number two. Let's do two. So the second nightmare, Freddy's Revenge, had an insane bird explosion. Oh, that's the best scene in the whole <laughs> best scene in the whole movie. Oh, you guys remember the line? It after? was so hot in that room, and they checked the thermostat, and just boom, that bird's fly. I mean, that's so. Here, you know, the best part about that is that Max mentioned this about how what was terrifying to him is that these parents aren't listening to their kids. How do you shrug that off? And then as the dad is like, you did this, didn't you? Like, I'd be like, well, how did I explode the bird? How can you blame me for this? This is Mo, the worst Mo, movie, Mo. dad. I have the exact line that he said, like right after he was like, there has to be a logical explanation. I mean, animals don't just burst into flames for no reason. And I'm like, yeah, no, they don't. So ask, right. what, ask them what's go. What do you figure this out, dude? Right. It also it also ignores that prior to the explosion, this like little house bird is like falcon gripping his face and like ripping yeah. it open and attacking him. Like, just shake that off. It's my kid. He must be on the drugs. And he's just like, oh, turn off the gas. Like yeah. what? Yeah. They, did you smell? I, yeah, that's right. The, didn't you smell a gas leak earlier, honey? <laughs> so incredible. Oh man. Just ultimate dad vibes. He, just, he got a good deal on the house. That's oh, all I yeah. Wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's also, that's actually another hilarious part of this. He's like, oh, I, I heard a rumor that 600 children were murdered in this house. He's like, well, whatever. And potato, potato came with a hot tub. It's fine. It's, don't worry about it. Uh, that's literally just like the plot to every single possession movie. And it's so weird that it was just thrown into this for no reason. And also, I have a, I have a really good question that I genuinely don't think either of you guys can answer. I for sure will not be able to, but... Uh, seven. The answer is seven. God, he's good. That's a good... That's my favorite number. So, I mean... Nice. Now you play the dice, I see. <laughs> so, what was Freddy getting reven revenge on in the first place? The parents that murdered him for being a child murderer who got off on a technicality. I'm talking about in... In the second one, Freddy's Revenge. What's he getting revenge on? In the movie titled Freddy's Revenge... He just wants to be back, right? I mean, like... No, he, but this is his point. There's yeah. The, what's the revenge edge? What did the title mean? Revenge like, Did it mean anything? Because I don't know what it means. I don't. Yeah, there's no one... There's no one connected to the family. There's always someone connected to the family. You know, right. it's either his daughter the or... Only the, the only connection here is that he moved into the house. That's right? it. Yeah, right. dude. Like, I mean, it kind of sucked, too. Like, the whole storyline was just some teenager turning into Freddy Krueger. And I'm like, I right. don't... Was he the revenge was he getting the revenge for, for i don't know where, where revenge comes from what what i don't know where the revenge came from i will say that like okay so similar to you were talking about kind of the body aspect of it that the arms being extended in the first one one thing that that nightmare on elm street 2 did that very few this happens very almost never in any of the other films his crossover into the real world was gnarly. Was gnarly. Yeah. Like in in the pool party scene when he's actually there, that element of oh my god, this actually is real, yeah. and and kids are losing their minds, and he's just running around like and the one he's kid like skulking around. The, the best part the is one the, kid the, the one kid the trying to talk to. Yeah, yeah, it's totally by the way, it's to, totally Max. Max is like oh, it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. Let me just talk to him. I, I have this quote. He goes, "I'm here to help you." It's like you poor child. He's got like a bowl cut. Oh man, it's the best. It's the best. 
best. Oh but no, it's a, Caleb, that's a great question. It, it's it's very like Jaws the Revenge. The whole plot of the movie <laughs> is that the shark traveled yeah. to the Bahamas to seek exactly. revenge. It's absurd. It's an absurd movie, but at least the, the name of it makes sense because like it's venge, vengeful. Yeah. Thank you so much because that's actually what I was getting to. I was going to compare it to that because I'm like, at least in that, like it's the dumbest plot ever, but at least like the plot kind of tracks. Like, I don't know why it exists. I don't know why that's happening, but right. okay. Like I'll accept it, but in this, I don't know what the name means. It could have just called like, just just call it Freddy's Back. Right. Yeah. Right. The only <laughs> other movie title that confuses me more is Weekend at Bernie's Two. <laughs> I will. You'll never be able to explain that to me. How, how do you? How do you have a sequel that's beyond me? Is it still him? Yeah. You, have you ever seen it? No. Yeah. That's, they, Why would I think that there's a sequel to that that's movie? Why, okay, so now you're, you're illustrating my point. Like, we'll put it, Freddy's, Freddy's Revenge, yeah. Weekend at Bernie's 2, the two most misleading and confusing movie titles ever. Three from Hell. How are three of them even alive? How are they not all dead? How is it not new people from a different hell? <laughs> like, they should have all been dead. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, uh, I guess Wes Craven didn't have anything to do with this movie, it kind of shows. Uh, he did, no, Craven did, oh, you're right, because he did oh, one two. and three in New Nightmare. Yeah, he was like, I'm not being a part of this, two. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it, it shows. Isn't that Spielberg ran into the same thing, right? I thought you were going to say Spielberg did this. I was no, like, I was like, no, 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 he well, did. That was a misfire. Uh, I think, did Spielberg bail after Jaws, after the first Jaws? Yeah. Okay, that's what Blue I thought. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, none of the other Jaws were ever good. You mean he didn't do Jaws 3D? <laughs> <laughs> you know what else he did? Poltergeist, and I'll never forgive him. You're not a Poltergeist fan? No. Are you? Uh, no. You know what? Actually, there's a movie. I was just thinking about yesterday. I'm I was a trying, T. Nelson fan. I know. I was trying to go through in my head the like my favorite horror films. And for a, a short period of time when I was renting movies in high school and I just would feel like getting something unique. What is the movie? Is it called The Gate? And there's like a lot of claymation like monsters that come through some like portal to hell. Is it called The Gate or Gate? Does that sound familiar to you? Are they digging in the backyard? No. Okay, because that's the gate. Sounds familiar, but... Parents go away for a weekend, older sister, younger brother. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had this like flashback to some random movie, and I okay. figured I'd ask the, the pro, and you let me down, so thanks. Mm. <laughs> I do it often. <laughs> it's all right. It's, now, now you really do feel like I'm a co-host. It's constant, constant letdowns. Yeah, the fact that anyone would call me a pro is even baffling to me. Some like Every once in a while, sometimes people will message, and they're like, I can't believe you didn't know this or that about that, and I'm like... Yeah, I'm just a dude that oh that talks God. about horror movies and just rips on them. What do you expect from me? I never claim to be anything. <laughs> yeah, I, po I posted today about Back to the Future. It's Crispin Glover's birthday. I accidentally posted a picture of the guy who wore the makeup to be like him in Back to the Future 2. <laughs> and everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, he looks like him. I'm sorry. Max, Max is the voice of reason between the two of us. Every once in a while when someone is like, someone goes like Simpsons comic book guy on us. Oh, you want to face stomp him. And I literally am like, get his phone number. And Max is like, I'm not getting his phone number. I'm like, we're, we're making up, we're taking a trip to Kansas and we're going to find this guy and drag him out of his house. It's the most obnoxious stuff. I like, I don't mind being corrected, but the vitriol of these trolls that are just like, Everybody knows that that scene took place five minutes, 46 seconds into the second film, not five minutes, 42 seconds. And Max and I are just like, we want to murder you. Like, yeah, first off, no one knows. Like three people know you're one of them. <laughs> and if you do, fine. If you don't, who cares? Yeah. Move on. Yeah. 
I'm not built to deal with that. Max, thank God, is I get I get fired up. Well, I like those facts once in a while. So, <laughs> well, like I like when people tell them to me. I just don't like when they tell them when they tell it to Bingo. me in like a holistic manner. I'm just like, if yep. you tell me, just like, hey, you know, did you know that this was actually this and that? I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I I agree completely. I love learning about anything. Like, I I love le- I actively seek out learning about stuff that I despise just because I'm like, you know what? I can't just I can't just gather knowledge that I like because then that's just that's just a yeah. flawed view on the world. I need to just echo chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to I need to get I need to you know take it all. That's in. a very spiritual. That's a very spiritual thing. I like that. Yeah, I need to take it all in. But if you're if you're just gonna be annoying, then leave me alone. That's where I get a little fired up. Well, you're both alphas. I'm a beta boy, so I don't it care. Don't the fact that you're even using that word, um, it makes you uh, like. I don't know. It makes me not an alpha is what I'm getting to. <laughs> I'm weirdly comfortable with myself and everything I do. And it sometimes makes Mo uncomfortable. <laughs> sometimes all well, the time. Cause I comment on how handsome dudes are because I'm just comfortable with myself. That doesn't make me uncomfortable. It doesn't make me yeah. uncomfortable. It is the frequency in which you do it. Like we can't get through a podcast without like six, uh, seven comments about the, the deep blue eyes. He's so, so pretty. And I'm like, I know we've been talking about him for like 15 minutes now. You oh, know? you're guessing on the wrong show because I do the same thing. <laughs> Oh man, I just Caleb, your hair looks great. Here, you look. I was actually, I'm not gonna lie. There was like 30 minutes ago where I was just looking at Max, and he was kind of like looking up at uh, Mo talking, and his eyes were kind of glistening, and I was like, "Wow, Max is a really attractive guy." Is this happening? Is my fantasy? I can, I can, I can step out. I was just, I, I, I'm gonna go wash my hands and get some water. You guys, however much time you need. You know, Caleb, I'm the one who's got to go back to work with him after you fill his head with all this garbage. And it's, I just, it's not a good situation for me, okay? He's going to show up with a bunch of product in his hair next week and be like, well, Caleb says he likes me with a little product in my hair, Mo. What's your problem? Yeah, I did say that. Yeah, if I come in with deep purple hair, you know what happened. I okay, know, yeah. I know, it's so true. I mean, I'm not going to lie. His mustache is outstanding. I mean, I can't. Mine? I, no, not your. Oh. Between the three of us, Max. <laughs> look, see, Caleb, this is what I'm talking about. Clearly, between the three of us, I was talking about your mustache, but because you give him one compliment, he's like, well, thanks, Mo. I don't have a mustache, but you're right. It is beautiful. I always knew that Mo was in love with me. Now I want to see Freddie with a mustache. What would that look like? Who was it again that Robert- Could he grow one? Who, is the hair burnt? Who Refresh my memory. Robert England. We, we, no, we just did this fact the other day. Uh, Robert England- <laughs> told someone to try out for a part that he try out for was it uh was it uh mark hamill isn't that how mark hamill got i can't remember what you're talking about but i've heard that before i know exactly what you're talking about was it the star wars the empire strikes back one then maybe that's why he tried out for it just a minute yeah it was that was it. Robert England tried out for audition for the role of luke skywalker shut up and and he immediately went to his really good friend mark hamill and said you should audition for this role that's incredible. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I don't know why, but I was actually just like researching into that again like a couple days ago. That's why when he said it, I was like, wait a second. I remember something about that. Yeah. Well, look at that, Max. I knew something you didn't. Yeah. You know a lot of things I know. Some things. <laughs> do you know that Dream Warriors is the best nightmare? I'm on sorry. Do I know that what? Don't sing it. I just, I didn't hear what you said. What'd you say? <laughs> that a nightmare. Dream Warriors. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so we're, with that, we're going to segue into Dream Warriors. But I do want to say just on two real quick. There are a couple things. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. There's just. Yeah, no, no. I love it. My my brain is kind of going off. Um, I feel like I feel like the storyline, you know, we talked about how it's a teenager turning into Freddy Krueger and he explodes into Freddy later or whatnot. But I felt like that whole storyline 
kind of felt like a fever dream, but like it felt like Jason goes to hell if it was a fever dream, and that says mm-hmm. a lot because Jason goes to hell is an actual fever dream, if that all makes sense. Yeah, it is weird. He's like sweaty and screamy the whole time. I kind of like the actor. It's what's his name? Mark. I kind of like him, but it was so weird. You know what? The dialogue was so weird and wacky, and I kind of liked it and hated it, and it was kind of boring. But the movie brought me back in with that '80s cleaning your room montage. Oh my god! Based on risky business, that's what they did it. <laughs> they based it on risky business. That's yeah. so funny. He was embarrassed to do it too. He's like, I can't do this. It took him two days to convince him to do it. In this? Yeah. I did not know that. That's insane. Well, he knew it was ridiculous. Do you know? By the way, do you know who almost played him? Michael who? Michael J. Fox. Oh no way! Are you kidding me? No, he was just doing Teen Wolf and Back to the Future, and wow. couldn't do time. They, he was actually signed up for it. Well, the popularity—I mean, it wouldn't have surprised me. That's actually kind of something that's fascinating to me too about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So, Caleb, is that kind of just a signature of all horror films that they they always seem to go after? unknowns or relatively unknown actors, even when they're successful franchises. I, I, is that just kind of like a, a part of the charm of them? Because like, if you think about it, Nightmare on Elm Street w- was a monster. I mean, it's, I think it's the third, third largest grossing horror series in the history of horror films. Yeah. First one made 57 million on $1.8 million budget. Right. Which so, is crazy. so it's not like, and also there was a general popularity that everybody loved it. So it's not like it was this like taboo thing. I, I just, I kind of wonder why they never got, I guess maybe because it was always Robert England that was the real star and it was irrelevant who you had around him. But he's only on screen for 10 minutes at a time. Right. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe the new the new person Sparkle. Do you know, it's a lot of people's debut films are these but, movies. But even, I'm, I'm, so I'm kind of curious and, and I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't want to act like Max and start pounding you with questions, but are there are there, are there any really good horror films that you can think of where they are bringing in A-list talent? I, I mean, most of the great horror films out there seem to always be starring relatively unknowns. So it goes in cycles, but I mean, it's it's fairly strange, especially with this series, because I mean, in the first, I mean, in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, you have Johnny Depp, you know, one of the biggest names, like, ever. But then you get to the second one, it kind of falls off. There isn't anyone in it, and I feel like I've heard multiple times, like, multiple horror directors say that they didn't want to put big A-list actors in, like, maybe their first movie, for example, because they wanted it to feel like, kind of like, you don't know the people already, you know? Because when you see these A-list actors or whatnot, you kind of assign them to a role. You feel like Mm -hmm. you know them, and a lot of times in a horror movie, it is better to not know someone, because then you don't assign a face to them, kind of like uh, Jackie Earl in uh, the Nightmare remake, you know? Uh, Can't can't look past that. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) could it be psychological too because it's like you see a chris hemsworth on this on the screen and you're not like i could be killed you're like oh that's chris hemsworth on the screen i don't feel the connection to that person and why they're like being yeah but why just in horror films i mean you have sci-fi uses a-list actors drama uses a i mean you still create the connection it's just it's really it's just interesting as a genre it's very much the only genre that takes that path every other genre takes the different path on that yeah. It also doesn't track, though, because it really just depends. There are big movies that come out with a lot of A-list actors and whatnot, and it also depends on sequels. I feel like a lot of these movies do have fairly big names in the first ones to get them going, and then mm-hmm. after in the sequels, the names get smaller and smaller sometimes. Maybe it's due to budget, but a lot of times it's not due to budget because they'll have bigger budgets on the second ones. Right, right, exactly. But, I mean, like, uh, thinking of Scream, uh, for example, you know... the Scream is an outlier. It's a unique outlier. Within two and three there are big names in there 
but they're not huge, huge, you know, like as big as the first Scream. I mean, there's still like, you know, David Arquette and Courtney Cox and all that. But aside from that, they're not like changing it up and adding bigger ones until the fourth one where they just kind of go all out and every single name that you've ever heard of in the history of the world is in it. You know what's funny? I met that entire I met that entire crew. By the way, they were they were they were filming in in, in, in Ann Arbor. So we met uh, Hayden Panettiere. Is that her name? Yeah, and uh, Courtney Cox and all them. So yeah. da- so David Arquette shows up at the bar, and I'm bartending, and he is uh, in an altered state. Is probably the politest <laughs> way to say it. His normal state. And for whatever reason, what was it like a Friday night? It was like a very slow night. There weren't a lot of people there, and he was trying to round up like, "Where's the party? Why can't we get more people?" And then a few more people from the crew showed up, and he was just like ordering shots by the dozen, and then he just disappeared. He was there. Uh, we got a whole 15 minutes to hang out with him, and then he was gone. But he was sounds like his career. Yeah, he is, he's, <laughs> he's a, in his he, out. He, so short. Actors are all so short. Yeah. <laughs> With big heads, giant With heads. Huge heads, yeah. Well, I did mention Scream mainly because also another Wes Craven series. How involved is he in this stuff? Like, is he writing it or is he directing? Or like, what is he doing in general as the kind of overseer of all this stuff? For Nightmare? Yeah. So he wrote and directed the first Nightmare. Um, Dream Warriors, he wrote, or I don't think he wrote it completely on his own because there are other credits to it. Um, oh, do you know who else wrote it, actually? It blows my mind. Huh. Uh, Frank Frank Darabont. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm, no. He wrote Shawshank Freaking Redemption. Oh. <laughs> That's this is so his, funny. This is his first writing credit. Clearly wow. there's parallels, obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Like, I mean, it's insane that he went from that to that. It's like I colored in crayon and then I wrote the Bible. Like how well, do you do he that? borrowed the Bible from uh, Stephen King, right? Wasn't yeah. Shawshank based on a Stephen King short, book? Short story. Short story, yeah. okay. Yeah, you don't make a two and a half, three hour masterpiece no. out of that. I mean, you can. You can. Yeah. Wow, that's but, wild. Um, yeah, right? And then uh, New Nightmare, and then he wrote and directed New Nightmare, but the rest of them are all different people. But he got his little piece of it because he owned uh, the, the original rights, so I'm sure he made bank off that. When did Wes Craven pass away? He passed away, uh, if I remember right, 2014? Yeah. I knew it wasn't like a too, too long ago. Or maybe it might have been a little after. Um, he kind of looks satanic. No, 2015. A little bit. He died August 30th, okay. 2015. It was something out of the blue, right? I don't think he was like sick. Did he have like a heart attack or something? Heart, I th- yeah, I can't remember. I think it was a heart attack. He looks great in a new nightmare, by the way. Good acting, too. Yeah, the movie's all right. I, it didn't... Didn't get me all that excited. He died of a brain tumor. Oh, oh man, right. that's, uh, bummer. that's bummer. Uh, Dream Warriors, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, transitioning. Dream Warriors, <laughs> yeah. So on to Dream Warriors, because really the two, I just I hated it and I loved it. I don't know where I landed. I think I hated it more, but I also think I loved it more. I don't know. Yeah, it's Dream confu- Warriors. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It confuses me. All right, sounds good. <laughs> uh, Patricia Arquette. Another like, so you mentioned Johnny Depp because in the first one, was Johnny Depp even a big name at that point or was that his premiere? He was, he wasn't that huge to be fair. And it was the okay. same, same deal for Patricia Arquette, right? This yeah. was like her breakthrough film, I think. Yeah. You know, Johnny Depp didn't even audition. He went to the, to, to the auditions with his friend, Jackie Earl Haley, who was auditioning for that role. Uh-huh. And Wes Craven was like, I want you. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that strange? I'd be so pissed. Yeah. Um, I, I, Dream Warriors, I'll shut up. Max, what did you think of Dream Warriors? This was my favorite one. You liked it the most? I think it's everyone's. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a cohesive story, the psych ward. And this is the first one where the deaths start relating to the characters. Yeah. And it's like, I've seen bits and pieces of Final Destination, and that stuff just makes me laugh every time. You know, it's mousetrap, but with deaths. Yeah. And it's like, I can see where they got it from this. And it's just so much fun. 
you're in on the joke the whole time. Like when he says it's prime time, like I lost oh, my mind. It's the <laughs> hands down that is the best Freddy Krueger line of all time. Ooh, is it? Yeah, I think so. You know, they I don't remember which one it was. I think it was six. No, 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 because six is New Nightmare. Right? No, seven is New Nightmare. I think it was six. I think it was Freddy's Dead. It starts out with the quote, "It's prime time." <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, little, the, the red lettering and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's Sarks. just incredible. <laughs> Sorry, kid. I don't believe in fairy tales. Is pretty good too when he kills the wizard. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this one. This is my. It's so good. It's got Morpheus in it. How can you not love this one? It's great. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne's Max, the yeah. nurse. Yeah. How does he die? I forget. Does he die on screen? I feel like I don't remember him dying. I don't dying. remember. I remember him being in it. I don't remember. Him I remember dying. him being cool with uh, the doctors. Like, yeah, you can come in. Th- this is. Uh, so, were you a big Kaylor? You fan of uh, Puppet Master? Uh, I have only seen parts of the first one i've never even seen it in full i've seen them all i've seen a fair amount of full moon movies but okay master i never really got around to i got i got into puppet master because i'm a huge jim henson nerd like that's my Uh, like original like beginning of time favorite first thing and i I just kind of liked the idea of the marionette and it's kind of tied it to me but do you know my favorite movie of all time what's your favorite movie of all time take a guess toy story no uh hold on uh labyrinth close but no Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Yeah. That's my number one favorite movie of all time. Like, I'd put it above anything else in the world. So. He's the biggest Jim Henson yeah, fan. I'm, on the I'm face probably of the there. biggest Jim Henson fan on the face of the earth. I've heard you talk about it before, and I was like, oh, we're going to get a talk about going, you know, I want to talk about going to Rabbit Hole and turning this into a nine hour <laughs> podcast, and, and Max literally open hand slapping me across the face. We won't even talk Jim Henson right now, but I yeah, seen Dark if Crystal. we just start talking about Dark Crystal, I can go all day. <laughs> I'm going to watch you, it this week. Did you watch the, the one they just rolled out? so sad. I liked it. My kids liked it. I liked it. It was good. I loved it. I adored it. When I woke up and I saw that, like, I saw, like, the first day they announced that they weren't making the season two because I had been actively waiting for them to announce the second season. Like, it's all I've cared about for the past, like, in the past few years. That's the only thing that I've been excited for. And then when they said they canceled it, I was like, oh, so you canceled my life is what you're saying. Right, right. Uh, Labyrinth and Dark Crystal broke Jim Henson's heart because these were both projects that from a storytelling perspective, this is who Jim Henson was. If you ever go back and watch the original Muppet show there, it's not fluffy Sesame Street. There's a darkness and and a depth to the stories that get told on the show. And for him, Dark Crystal and Labyrinth was kind of the, the full feature manifestation of that storytelling. And the, they were both commercial flops. They were commercial flops and they were so hard to make too. So hard to make. But um, his, his wife was interviewed and she said that one of the things that gave Jim Henson incredible peace later in his life before he got sick was that he was still alive when he realized that Labyrinth and Dark Crystal had become cult favorites. And that yeah. there's this enormous following of people, which it really it's funny because as bad as they are commercial fault, uh, commercial flops. I don't know a single person alive who doesn't love the labyrinth. Like every single yeah. person between the age of 30 and 50 loves the labyrinth. It's, it's great. Max is nodding his head. This is, we're done with Jim Henson. <laughs> no, no, the, I let you guys, the you re- guys do your thing. The reason I brought it up and the reason I was uh, talking about puppet master is that, Oh, oh look nice. at that shirt. Oh my gosh. I'm actually sending this to uh, one of my co-hosts of my other show scream because she's the biggest David Bowie fan in the world. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, we're technically co-hosts now too. So if you want to send us, but anyways, uh, moving on. The the reason I brought it up <laughs> is that this the the thing the reason I happen to like Dream Warriors outside of the song, which I've already sang about a hundred times. 
This had so Oh man, it's so he's good. good. It's just really good. You know, it's like we could do a duo. Um, there, there are so many. Like the, again, there's that one scene that's got it's very much puppet master and and like the puppeteer with the muscle strains the, and the, all the visual effects on this one, the stretchy skin, the even when she just goes to the bathroom and turns the faucets and the faucet tops turn into hands. I just everything about this one to me, this was the peak of the visual effects being gory, awesome, cool, and not too campy. This yeah. is this was the, the apex of all of that for this for this series. Like I Taryn's think. needle arm, that thing freaked me out. Yeah. When her arm are like screaming and to her. Screaming for him. Oh, yeah. it was great, man. It's it was, great. It like set my skin on fire. Yeah. 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 And her mohawk's so awesome. Oh yeah. my god. Everything yeah. I, I love this. I love this. Just and then having Nancy playing the role she did. So and, did she die in the first one that do they bring her back? Like what was the Did she die in the first one? No. No. No, she survived. She, yeah. Well, because she goes in the car. Yeah, but they never they never says that they die in the car. It just drives off with Freddie being the top of the car. It doesn't say, you don't know for sure whether they die inside got the it. car. I got confused at the end of these movies. Yeah. All the time. They do that on purpose. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the addition of Heather coming back too, and not only just being back in the movie, like as a general, just like, oh, hey, I'm back. You know, I'm fighting Freddie again. Her actually training like the next generation to fight Freddy, like, and telling them to use their powers and, like, hey, you can actually do other things inside of this dream state. Like, that's just, it's a really cool addition awesome. to, the, to the entire series. No, yeah. I totally agree. This, totally is the, agree. this is the first one when they had, like, superpowers inside the dreams, right? That Where they could fight Which Freddy. Which is, like, why wouldn't you? You know, if you're going to have a movie based off of, like, dreams and stuff and, like, this guy can do anything, it's like, you know what, why would... And you know what? I just want to take a quick second to say, too, that even though Nightmare might not be one of my favorite series of all time... It's also a little bit one of my favorite series of all time just because of how far you can go with the concept of it. Like, I, I think my biggest issue with Nightmare is even as wacky as it is, like, throughout all of these, because, I mean, they go off of the rails. But as wacky as they are, I feel like they should have been wackier. Like, they should have just been completely insane because it's like, you know, you're in this dream world. There is... You can do anything. You can do more than any other horror movie can do, and you can get away with all of it without explaining a single thing ever. Totally to, 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 yeah. agree. And then I'd throw on top of that, like, you see the movie Jaws, and you're not going to swim in the ocean for quite a bit of time, right? So I keep on bringing up Jaws because it just, it, for me, that was such like a connective tissue movie. But you can avoid the ocean. You can't avoid sleeping, yeah. and and the, and the simple kind of like majesty of that concept, I think, is what makes it so terrifying. How many times have you had a nightmare uh, where you're running, but you can't run fast enough? And it's if you worst. if you watch these movies. I used to think it was just kind of like silly and campy when they would show Freddie chasing someone and that person was running so awkwardly and silly up the stairs. But it actually kind of reminds me of what it feels like when you're trying to run in a dream. And yeah. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I think that's where, Caleb, to your point, the concept, this, this concept of someone killing you while you're sleeping in your dreams. It's the best idea in the world. It is because it opens up this expansive universe where you can do anything. There's no rules. There's no boundaries. It's incredible. Crystal, yeah, Crystal Lake's Crystal Lake. You want to get away from Freddy or from Jason, just don't go to the lake. You and know? the fact that you're not sure when it's dreaming and when it's not, too, yeah. kind of really sets you off because you're like, is everything okay? Yeah, you're yeah. never really set in reality ever because they play with it both ways. I just want to say that I think that's the first time I've seen you drink fluids and I'm just looking at how I've went through four water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I have a catheter in with a reverse pump on it. I don't know if that's helping, but that's... Where does it go? 
I don't know if you guys watch your mom's house, but I just want to. I've always just known that I am the water champ. Uh, I don't watch that, so we're gonna have to learn what that is to know what you're the water champ is. Oh, it's Tom Segura's podcast. Oh, all right. Ma- Max is not allowed to drink any fluids while we podcast because I'm. I'm not joking you. The man has to pee every 15 minutes. It's yeah. incredible. I wet my lips with the water and I spit it back into my cup. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to walk away from this being like, boy, that Mo guy <laughs> is abusing. He's making him crank out TikToks. He's dehydrating him. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm blinking. Someone help me. It's okay, Reek. You're doing, you're doing fine, Reek. You're a good Reek. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Dream Warriors, I don't think a lot needs to be said about it either that we didn't already say. It's it's great. It's just a really great one. I still, I it's not my favorite. I do still like the original more. The original's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's up there. And actually, I mean, we'll get to it, but I might even like New Nightmare more. I really like New Nightmare. It is so unique. It's so fun it's, that it's like fourth wall breaking. Does that happen often in horror movies? I don't... Okay, we'll get to that, because I will just yeah. say for right now, it does, but not in the way that New Nightmare does. So, do you guys are you guys about ready to move on to four? Another awkward post-production transition into our favorite part of the show, the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. So, I almost feel guilty doing this particular Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight without Max being here. We have fans of the show for sure. And uh, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is definitely a fan of the show, but she is, she rides hard for Max Sanders. There are some Mo Shapiro people out there, but this is definitely a Max Sanders girl. Her Instagram handle is Voluptuous Cannibal, but we call her Libby. (laughs) And Libby has just been an unbelievable supporter of the show. And she is a diehard horror film girl. So we constantly are getting crap from her about why don't you cover Lost Boys more? Why don't you do vampire movies? Why don't you do Friday the 13th? Why don't you just all the time? She loves horror films. So in honor of this being kind of our first horror film episode, we're going to have Libby do our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. And we asked her what her favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie is. Hey, Buzz in the Tower. It's Voluptuous Cannibal here. I'm super excited to talk to you guys this week about the best Freddy Krueger movie from the 80s. It was super hard for me to pick just one favorite movie because they're all just so, so good. But I will have to say that my favorite is going to be A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Came out in 1987. For me, it just super solidifies Freddy's role in pop culture. You know, this is the one where they really started leaning into the quips and the one-liners, really making Freddy's character what it is today. It also has some of the most memorable kills in the franchise, in my opinion. I don't want to give too many spoilers for people that haven't seen it, but this is the one where the primetime kill comes from. This is the one where Taryn's kill comes from, which is just super gross and super memorable. Also, spoiler alert, this is also the one that has the guts to kill off Nancy Thompson. I think it's a really difficult decision for a lot of long-running franchises to kill off a main character. You know, they never really want to let go. They never really want to remove any of the main cast from the series. Sometimes they'll just recast them. But I think in order for a horror movie franchise to progress, you really need new characters. You need development in the story. And it's okay to let some of those characters go in order to bring new flavor, new people to the story, to the franchise. This Nightmare on Elm Street is also the movie that probably gave me the most nightmares. The Freddy worm was just so, so scary when I was younger. You know, it's still freaky to me now. But you know... 
that's just something that I think comes with the horror movie genre. And how can you not love a movie that has John Saxon in it? It's impossible. You can't. But that's just my opinion. I think if you're going to watch any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, you got to watch Dream Warriors. It's the best one. Dream Warriors! I mean, obviously, you know how I feel about that pick. So, yeah, Libby, you are amongst at least one person who agrees with you. And I think Caleb and Max would probably throw their hat in there and agree as well. So thank you for coming on and giving us your feedback. And finally, we talked about horror films. So I know you're very excited about that. In wrapping up, again, feeling alone and awkward because there's no Max sitting across from me. I I learned a lesson. I thought up until now that Max was uh, not as valuable as he was, but I I don't like this. I don't like being here by myself. So looking forward to having Max back in studio next week. I want to thank again, Caleb, Horse Soup, and Scream! Exclamation mark, your number one resource of all things horror. He is your guy. Uh, he just got on Cameo. So if you are looking just for a few dollars to have him say something silly or a message with him, hop on there. I think uh, we're, we tried to get him on Only, OnlyFans too. I don't know if he's on yet. He might be. But Caleb, thank you, my brother. Excellent uh, being on your show a while back. Excited to push this back out. And next week, we will pick up where we left off on episode four and we'll break one of our Buzz in the Tower rules and dip just a little bit out of the 80s to finish the box set. Other than that, please remember, rate, subscribe, review, Check us out on TikTok, Instagram. We are almost at 10,000 Instagram followers. That's a big landmark for us. Thank you to all who have supported us and made that happen. And other than that, uh, I hope your dreams are not terrifying, murderous ones. And uh, you can get some sleep. And we will talk to you all next week. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.